are listening to TKO on CFRE Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRE.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, John Dom, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and of course where they are now so hey hey everybody what is happening oh man i hope y'all are having a phenomenal day so far and a fantastic first week of august uh like i've been saying for past few episodes make sure that you're using your time wisely for the remainder of the summer and uh, making sure that you're making each and every day count, okay? So that when you look back on the summer, summer 2020, you th- you uh, recall all the great things that you were able to accomplish and all the um, uh, all the creative things that you did, all the things that you did that you can actually look back and say, okay, I did all those things. I, I accomplished those tasks. So I have no regrets whatsoever for what I could have done, but I didn't. So yeah, anyway, you won't, you won't have any regrets, which is a good thing. And uh, that's definitely something to live by every day. Definitely. I, I personally try to take that into my own life and uh, try to Uh, actually abide by those rules and uh, figure out what I want to do every day so that uh, when I go to bed by the end of the day I say okay today was a great day and in the words of Ice Cube my man today was a great day uh, and uh, I did everything that I wanted everything that I envisioned and I did all the things that I had to do anyway so uh, enough of that y'all talking about combat sports I feel like that's definitely something that the major uh, and mainstream organizations, combat sports organizations have been doing. They haven't just been um, uh, taking a step step back and said to themselves, okay, you know, the businesses haven't opened back up yet. So we're just going to relax for a little bit and just, you know, test the waters uh, at a later time. And we're just not going to do anything, not touch anything. That is definitely the mentality that they don't have because what they've been able to accomplish for the past few months amid this global pandemic has been just unbelievable talking about some of the big pay-per-view events that have been put out by major MMA organizations like the UFC and the big uh, fights that have actually been announced so far for the upcoming weeks and um, uh, for next month in boxing those are also pretty impressive just a remi- reminder excuse me we are going to be having a major heavyweight boxing fight at the end of august okay so alexander povetkin versus dillian white make sure you guys um Make sure that make sure that I watch it. Well, of course, we're going to be breaking it down further when the time approaches, when fight week actually approaches. But um, that's coming up in a couple of weeks, and um, yeah, just make sure that you uh, make a mental note uh, of it. And uh, we're definitely going to be talking about that. And also, like we mentioned last week, in September, September twelfth, uh, we are going to be having two boxing legends going at it in the heavyweight division again. Uh, but this time, just for exhibition fight and of course i'm talking about mike tyson fighting roy jones jr uh for a charity cause and just for the sake of giving us the fans 
the dream match that we've all dreamt of for decades. And finally, it is here. So uh, I, I did mention all those things. And pretty much what we have lined up for today is going to be, I guess, sub points, like sub bullet points of those big um, topics that I just mentioned. So the Mike Tyson uh, fight coming up with uh, Roy Jones Jr. And uh, I, I, I personally found it really interesting that not a lot of people uh, were supportive of this upcoming bout. And on the other hand, there were some other people, some notable uh, uh, people who said that Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. have their, have their support by 100% and that they will go to their training camps and uh, support them directly. And those people actually included Dana White, the president of the UFC, which is uh, which was pretty interesting, you know, um, because last week we talked about those other group of people who said weren't supportive of this bout. People like um, uh, George Foreman, who has previously fought Mike Tyson himself. And he said that because he thought that the old age had a uh, major role to play in this bout and that it just wasn't safe for either one of these fighters who are well into their 50s to go at it and fight fight each other, even for an exhibition fight on fight night. But, you know, people have their own opinions. Everybody's definitely entitled to their own opinions. Um, and, uh, you know, as, as a, I wouldn't call myself a commentator, but as a fan of the sport, uh, it's definitely really interesting to, to see those different point of views and to, uh, for us to objectively take those, um, opinions and critiques and f- just, uh, measure them out for ourselves and to figure out which which side might be more correct when it comes to this particular issue you know i wouldn't necessarily say that we have to be biased um regarding one point of view and one perspective and just say no uh no like george foreman is 100 percent right or no i 100 percent go by what dana white says about this uh, mike tyson fight i wouldn't go uh, by either way, uh, like I said, what I would do is to sit back and uh, also look at what other people have said about this um, bout, what their opinions are. And uh, depending on their reasoning, then I would sit back and say, well, OK, I agree with this uh, X factor that Dana White brought up. Or, uh, you know, I, I also agree with what George Foreman said about this um, tiny factor when it comes to the safety of the fighters. Of course, you have to consider everything if you want to um, if you want to uh, critically evaluate something. Of course, that's that's uh, important in everything that you want to uh, critically analyzed, but it, you know, it's, it, this case for itself is definitely no exception. Anyway, so yes, that's uh, that's definitely been brought up in the news uh, uh, when it comes to combat sports news for the past week. But also, um, since we did talk about Dana White, well, actually, just a reminder, you guys, t- Dana White can Tuesday Night Contender Series. That's the full title. Dana White Contender Series is back and they already had an event uh, two days ago. Uh, and uh, because of that, there there was a press conference and Dana White um, answered a lot of questions regarding some of the fighters who are currently on the USC roster 
and some of the fighters who have had their own differences and conflicts with the UFC. So Dana White spoke on those issues and we're going to be talking about a few of those um, interesting and some controversial uh, issues and topics that were brought up in that press conference. So we're going to be talking about those mainly, but also when it comes to our fight breakdown of the week uh thank god to uh the the ufc matchmakers because we uh, once again we are blessed (laughs) with another ufc fight night on saturday night and this time around it is going to be headlined by a heavyweight bout between Derek lewis and alexander olenek and this one's definitely something that that you guys do not want to miss like I said, um, I like actually I've been saying for the past few episodes, I feel like the the heavyweight division um, in the UFC has been a little bit dormant, has been a little bit inactive. And um, especially post pandemic, there hasn't been a lot of excitement in it. Uh, we haven't had a lot of um, big name fighters fighting each other in this um, heavyweight division. But I feel like things are starting to change change again and uh, they're starting to match up some of their top contenders in the division against one another so that they can pick out the, the better man uh, in those bouts and then match them up get excuse me match them up against some of the other and some of the other more dangerous, uh, and um, deadlier knockout artists in the heavyweight division. And by that, I mean people like Francis Ngannou. And I said that because, in my in my opinion, whoever wins this fight between Derek Lewis and uh, Alexei Olenek is definitely going to be getting a shot against Francis Ngannou. And whoever potentially wins that fight uh, between Ngannou and either Derek Lewis or Alexander Olenek is getting the next title shot. Okay, so I said all those things, and uh, that's what we mainly have coming up for this week's episode. So now, without further ado, first of all, let's get started with our um, discussion of some of the headlines that have been brought up for the past week regarding, like I said, controversies, like uh, the, the organization's opinion on some of the fighters that they already have under the roster, talking about the UFC, of course. Um, so yes, uh, talking about fighters who were previously retired and are now deciding to come out of retirement. And, uh, there's actually two people who are going the opposite way when it comes to the topic that I just mentioned. So on one hand, uh, we are going to be having Ben Askren, uh, coming out of retirement, actually. So Ben Askren, he originally used to fight for one championships in Asia. And what happened uh, with Ben Askren was that he was actually actually traded with Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson in the UFC. So Mighty Mouse went over to one championship and uh, Ben Askren came over to the UFC. And so after that, he was fighting three or he fought three or four fights in the UFC but unfortunately by the time he made that move to the UFC he wasn't as successful anymore 
the first fight that he had, he was successful against Robbie Lawler in the welterweight division. And we said, okay, um, Ben Askren has definitely proven himself in the UFC. So he definitely does deserve some of those um, higher ranked um, and um, just uh, uh, some of those top-notch fights, uh, uh, rather opponents in the division. So let's just give him those people. And so the matchmakers did, but unfortunately... Things were things just didn't go Ben Askren's way on uh, those uh, fights during those fights, and uh, what happened was that after his most recent uh, fight against Jorge Masvidal, which we all do recall, um, what happened because what happened was that he was knocked out within the first ten to fifteen seconds of the very first round through a flying knee, and the knockout was just so brutal. That uh, Ben Askren afterwards, after he was um, cleared of his um, uh, health and safety in the hospital, he said, you know what, I just don't think I should be fighting anymore. And so he announced his retirement from there on. However, uh, in present time, he's actually come out and said that he wants to make a comeback if the offer is right. He's saying that he'd be open to have a one-time fight against... um, Uh, whoever the organization actually gives him and uh, again if the money is right uh, in that case and those uh, set of um, uh, regarding you know considering those criteria he would potentially make a comeback and uh, come out of retirement and there's also another fighter and the UFC who's been rumored of making a comeback as well and that is of course the notorious Conor McGregor so Conor McGregor, we all remember uh, his uh, most recent fights. So he fought uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov uh, for the lightweight championship belt. He was so confident in himself. He came out. He wanted to outbox Khabib Nurmagomedov, but things again did not go his way. Khabib um, employed his wrestling game and he kept taking down uh, Conor McGregor and Conor just felt so overwhelmed he couldn't really perform uh, to the best of his ability so as a result he lost and then some things uh, took place after the fight that led to the suspension of both Khabib and Conor McGregor for about six months and after that what happened was Conor McGregor was offered a fight a comeback fight against uh, Donald Cowboy Cerrone and he won that fight. He uh, won that fight um, uh, through a TKO. He he had a relatively good performance. And uh, that showed the organization that, okay, maybe we can give uh, Conor McGregor some of the uh, other fighters uh, currently in the lightweight division so that he uh, warms up a little bit more in case uh, they would want him to fight against the champion uh, in, in, the, in the future time. But again, what happened was that, you know, we all know how busy Conor McGregor is in his life outside the MMA world. He owns a whiskey company, and so he's a very successful businessman, and he's pretty much preoccupied with other things in his life. So he said, you know what, I just don't care about the MMA game anymore. So I I would like to officially announce, he actually said it on Twitter, he said that he wanted to retire from the MMA game forever. And this didn't really 
bug us as MMA fans because we we had seen this before, this attitude by Conor McGregor before the fact that he would say that he was retired and he would take a few months off. And then when a uh, fight was announced or when a opponent was proposed to him um, under a contract, he would actually accept it and he would go out and fight that person and actually come out of retirement. So when he announced that um, retirement on Twitter a few months back, nobody really took it seriously, I do have to say. And uh, this is interesting because, uh, <laughs> okay, after the pandemic, Khabib Nurmagomedov, we all know, was supposed to fight Tony Ferguson in order to defend his lightweight title. I feel like I'm telling you guys a story of uh, all the contenders in the lightweight division, but uh, please do bear with me and, uh, I don't know, like grab your hot cocoa, whatever you want to drink, and uh, lay back and listen to this story because it's actually pretty interesting. So, uh, like I was painting the timeline for you guys, you know, the pandemic hit, but this fight between Khabib and Tony was supposed to happen. But because the pandemic hit, there were travel restrictions. So Khabib was so confused. Of course, Khabib can't stay in the U.S. forever because he's from Russia. And he just didn't know what was going on in the world. Like everybody was trying to figure out still in the world. So he just made the wise decision of going back to his home country of Russia. And the UFC was so bitter about that. They were saying, okay, maybe Khabib's just trying to dodge this fight. They were saying a lot of stuff about Khabib. But, um, you know, things just um, took their own um, uh, sequence of, uh, of uh, uh, proceeding. And um, what we figured out was that, you know, Tony Ferguson fought um, Justin Gaethje and Justin Gaethje beat Tony Ferguson. So he, he became the interim lightweight champion. And while Khabib was in Russia, unfortunately, he lost his father, Abdulmanab Nurmagomedov, which was a huge loss um, to him and his whole family. That definitely hit him really, really hard. But regardless of that, he was still training very, very hard. Um, but nobody knew if Khabib was going to be coming back anytime soon to to defending his lightweight title. And there were actually talks of stripping Khabib Nurmagomedov of his lightweight title. Okay. And I, I, I said all those things for you to uh, actually grasp, grasp this idea that while all these um, talks were still in, in, in circulation, the UFC proposed that Conor McGregor, who had already announced his retirement, they were, they were proposing McGregor to come out and fight uh, Justin Gaethje so that the winner of that would be crowned as the new lightweight champion in the UFC. And, uh, well, you know, uh, Khabib actually said that, okay, no, I'm actually fine. Just give me a few months. Uh, I'll be definitely ready in October to fight against Justin Gaethje. And so it was made official. So no more Conor McGregor fight. And it, it is pretty interesting to me because when this was brought up in that press conference that I told you guys about to Dana White, Dana White, uh, he had a really interesting reaction to that. And he said that, Hey, who says that we wanted to give Conor McGregor a fight in the first place? I don't even care about Conor McGregor anymore because he's a retired fighter. And I'm uh, under obligation to whoever is currently 
under my roster and whoever is currently under a contract with my company i owe those people fights not necessarily the people who uh who say that they are retired so he just immediately shut down talks of conor mcgregor making a potential comeback in the upcoming months and he actually said that conor mcgregor was not going to be having any fights whatsoever for the remainder of the year of um uh, year 2020 and i i found that pretty interesting um i just feel like the whole organization meaning the ufc plus dana white as of course the leader of major operations in the in the company they're uh making really interesting uh, talks and comments about people who have made um, great contributions to to the success of the company and the UFC and they're just you know saying all these things which I do agree with and it's totally understandable you know um, although we can all agree to the fact that Conor McGregor is indeed a superstar you know whether you like his attitude or not what he's done for the organization is um i dare say unprecedented and uh there has yet to be another fighter who who is currently at least presently in the ufc and has had as much success as conor mcgregor um in the ufc so you know you have to consider all aspects in mind when you're thinking about whether or not what dana white said is is a little bit blunt or you know is a is a logical coming from a, a businessman who who needs to do what he has to do he who needs to keep his own priorities to uh, keep his business running i i do have to say it does make sense um you know his reasoning but uh, uh i i i just feel like I don't know. They they've always been like this with Conor McGregor, and uh, the next thing you know, in a few months, then Conor would just be offered another fight, and uh, all of all of these things that I just said would be forgotten. But anyway, I thought it was pretty interesting, uh, especially when when you have such fighters like Ben Askren and Conor Mc, Conor McGregor who could potentially be making a comeback fight. But uh, it's majorly the the organization who's saying, okay, now we have uh, we have major commitments to new fighters, to active fighters, and not you guys. Maybe there shouldn't be a double standard like that. But um, again, I feel like it, it is somewhat justified from a business point of view because they want to make sure that their business is smoothly operating, and uh, they need to make sure that they're doing whatever they can for their active fighters. So I guess it makes sense in that sense. But uh, another thing that I want to talk about is uh, okay. I actually brought all this up because I feel like there was some sort of a double standard with those particular fighters versus some other people currently in the organization you know people like john jones who uh, who okay this is interesting who hasn't officially announced that he is retired from the sport i do believe john jones still has a few fights under his contract for the ufc and he's currently the title holder of, uh, of the light heavyweight championship belt 
But um, Dana White has again said that he has no intentions of stripping John Jones of his title, although he's been so um, inactive and uh, just um, he hasn't fought in so long. John Jones hasn't fought in so long. And uh, there's, there has been no major announcements whatsoever about when he will be making his combat fight. And, uh, you know... Uh, <laughs> he hasn't actually said that he's retired but it feels like he's retired because he hasn't fought in such a long time and um he's a title holder and feels like a, a lot of people are waiting in line for their a fair chance of uh, uh of getting a title shot in this light heavyweight division and it's just we just have john jones being there not really uh making any attempts at all to defend his title or just rel relinquishing the title so um, again, I'm sorry if it sounded a little bit botchy, everything that I just said, but if you piece all these things together, what I'm trying to get at here is that how is it that the organization is treating someone who is so reluctant to defend their title, who is so reluctant, reluctant to have a fight once again in the organization, you know, someone like John Jones, how is it that they're treating him this way versus other people who could be bringing in so much revenue to the organization and, and who have already made so much contribution to the success of the organization. But to their reasoning is that, oh, uh, just because you retired, I don't have, like, I, I, I'm under no obligation to you. You know what I'm saying? So it's pretty interesting to me. And um, yeah, uh, it, you guys let me know what you think about this whole um I wouldn't call it a controversy, but just difference of opinions when it comes to paying attention to uh, uh, what type of fighters, like uh, to what uh, to a fighter who has what status in the organization. You guys, let me know what you think. Do you agree with Dana White regarding the things that he's mentioned about John Jones, Ben Askren, and Conor McGregor, or do you think otherwise? So let me know. Go on our social media page at TKO underscore podcast um, and uh, just comment on our posts and let us know what you think. All right. So that was a big, big talk, man. Um, but uh, yeah, that's majorly what's been brought up in the news uh, when it comes to mixed martial arts. And I guess I can briefly try to break down this Alexei Olenek and Derek Lewis fight. So, yes, like I said, this upcoming Saturday night, we are going to be having yet another fight card in the UFC Apex Center in Las Vegas. And this time around, the main event is going to be a heavyweight bout between the Black Beast, Derek Lewis, versus the Boa Constrictor, Alexei Olenek. So this is going to be a very, very interesting fight. They are both heavyweight fighters, of course, but I feel like they employ the exact, um, not necessarily the exact opposites, uh, opposite styles and strategies of one another. But if you have been watching recent fights of Derek Lewis, Derek Lewis is a guy and a fighter who prefers to fight standing up. And he's so well known for his one-shot knockouts and uh, he's the type of guy who has uh, i it, this is legit evidence just go out there watch his fight against um volkanovsky or excuse me no i forget it, it was another ge gentleman um whose last name started with a v i'm so sorry i might my, my uh i'm having a major brain fart here but um 
Derek Lewis. Okay, bottom line is Derek Lewis is the type of guy who could be completely losing a fight, but because of that one-shot knockout power that he possesses, he would throw it and he would knock out his opponent cold while there's 10 seconds left to the end of the very last round in the fight and he would be declared the winner of that fight. And that's how dangerous of a striker Derek Lewis is. And on the other hand, you have Alexei Olenek who, okay... Uh, there's a reason why he, uh, he calls himself the boa constrictor because of his uh, unbelievable submission skills. He is one of the only people in the UFC who is able to uh, perform multiple Ezekiel chokes, which are a type of chokes that he performs merely using um, uh, his um, his um, hands and uh, by holding on to his gloves and then just choking out his opponents that way. And because of his extreme difficulty, that's one of the main reasons why nobody else has been successfully um, uh, been able to perform that submission, that particular submission. But Alexei Olenek, he's been able to do it for so many times and it's been successful. And uh, if that wasn't enough for you, well, just look at his professional record. He's had 59 wins and 13 losses and one draw. And do the math for yourself. That's over. That's about 70 plus professional fights for Alexei Olenek. And Derek Lewis, too. Like I said, um, you should not underestimate him regardless of how, uh, how he might look for the majority of the fight. You should never just take your eyes off of the screen because Dirk Lewis might just throw the shot and the opponent will go down. So because of all those things, you guys make sure that you catch up with this fight. That's the main event for your UFC fight night coming up on Saturday night, starting at 9 p.m. Eastern time zone. And I wish I had more time to talk about uh, some of the other fights that are supposed to happen on this uh, main card. But um, make sure that you catch up with it. I hope you guys have fun with it. And oh man, I'm just looking at the clock right now. Unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to have for this week. You guys make sure that you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with our previous episodes. You can also go to iTunes and Spotify to catch up with previous episodes as well. And until next time, it's your girl, Jonan, right here. And this is TKO. Peace out.